and more radio. If I touch my shoulder, it would touch my hair. Starts now. And I said, what the hell is that? And more radio starts now. And welcome to Spirits and More Radio. This is our very special holiday Christmas show. And we are joined by Ace Jordan with Creepy AF. Ace, are you there? And I said, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got that, man. Who did that? Who did That's that? That's what I was thinking every time I listened to the show. It's like, what, what is that? Who is that? Right? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> like, what is it from? You know? Yeah. Hey, do you got a little like more it. volume on your mic? Can you get closer? Yeah, yeah, I'll turn it up. I'll turn it up. Okay. How about now? Better? Uh, you need double that. Double that. I can do it on my end. Sorry, guys. We totally rehearsed for this show. Um, here. Oh no, I don't. I don't have that. You have to be louder on your side. Huh. Well, how about now? Yeah, it's good. I'll, we'll normalize it. Anyway, okay. so this is the holiday show, you guys, and uh, what we're talking about. We're going to go over some of the crossover between horror and Halloween and ghost stories and Christmas time and the hol- holidays. Uh Ace and I have heard, and we don't know, we've never experienced this, but we understand that in the UK at Christmas time, it's a big tradition to tell ghost stories, to sit around the fire. And I'm sure we've got uh, listeners from the UK. So if you guys want to share, uh, please do uh, send us an email and let us know what it's about. We were, we were kind of, we're curious, like how prominent it is, you know? Uh, is this something like everybody does, you know, do you scare your little kids with these ghost stories? Uh, or is it just maybe something from a long time ago? We don't know. Ace, did you pull anything up on that? I, I know that, uh, I know that, um, some of the stories, like it says 50 years of ghost stories from the BBC, uh, broadcasting British broadcasting. So, uh, at, for at least 50 years, they've been showing, uh, ghost story horror movies during the Christmas time. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. It's quite some time. I thought it was all oral tradition. What does what type of movies do they watch during... Uh, well, I guess in the beginning. So there is a famous British author named M.R. James, and he's written some... He wrote a book called Ghost Stories and then a book called More Ghost Stories. Very, very popular author. And he... Um, his movies were adapted for like Christmas time, I guess, or his stories, his, his, the stories he wrote were sort of uh, adapted for, you know, the holiday season. So back in his day, which was like in the 1910 era, um, that's when it started at least, at least from 1910. So we don't know, we don't know if it's been going on since before then. Do you think so? Possibly. Oh yeah. It's definitely gone on. Hey, you know what? I think there's someone we can call. I know somebody we might be able to add to this call. Uh, He's on our website. And Freddie Valentine. Freddie Valentine is in the UK. 
Let me see. Oh, you know what? He's on my, he's not on, uh, he's not on messenger. He's on my Skype. So I'll probably have to redownload Skype, but it would be cool okay. to get him on right now. It's going to, yeah, it's going to reinstall. So let's jump ahead. We'll get back to the ghost stories, you guys, because I would really like to have, uh, you know, someone who knows exactly what's been going on in the UK. Cause that's kind of cool. Um, and that ties into what we're going to get into later in the show, which is uh season screams, right? Is that right? Uh, seasons screamings, seasons screamings, which was a Halloween horror Christmas holiday time convention that took place in Pasadena, California in the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, that the, sort of uh, merged all that. The Christmas companion to Midsummer Scream. Yeah, and it's kind of a it's a new thing. I think it was it's largely centered around the fact that the pandemic kind of screwed things up for the convention in the yeah. summertime. Is that right? Because they didn't I think really that's did where they... they got the idea that they said, "Well, maybe we can't really do what we want to do in the summer, so maybe we can do something. Uh, maybe the health department will let us do something." Uh, in December or later in the year. So they said, well, let's try a Christmas thing. So this is kind of an experiment for them. Yeah. Yeah, brand new. Okay. Let's see. Freddy. I got my Skype up. Here's Freddy. This will be like the first time. Freddy Valentine. Calling in from across the pond. Yeah. Here he is one year ago. Updating conversation. Let's try to give him a call out of the blue on Christmas. Christmas Eve over there. Oh, my connection is too weak. How could that be? Last seen days ago. <laughs> I'm actually sitting right next to the router. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, Freddie, are you there? He might. You know what he's doing? He's probably not going to answer because he's telling ghost stories right now. Like I'm calling, we're trying to call over there, like right at the pinnacle moment of ghost storytelling, I bet. Um, yeah, but that leads us on to the next thing, you guys, these scary characters from around the world. Um, I think the number one scary character from another place around the world that most Americans learned about recently is Krampus. Ace, had you heard about Krampus before, like five years ago when the movie came out? Oh yeah, I'm familiar with Krampus, mostly from the uh, the American Dad character and the uh, Christmas episode they did, which is like my all time favorite thing. What's that about? I missed that one. Okay, so if you don't know the American Dad uh, show, actually, I don't. I didn't even know it that well when I saw it. I I think I found it at random on YouTube or something, and then I had to watch the whole thing. So uh, the American Dad character, his father. This is a, like a story about when he was a child. So this is like 50 years ago when his dad was a kid. He set a trap for Krampus in the kitchen and caught him in this big pot, a uh, kettle pot. And he's locked Krampus in there ever since. And, and the idea is that um, because Krampus has been in, in, you know, in prison basically in this pot that uh, in America it's been overrun by bad kids. And that's kind of when society went to crap <laughs> was when Krampus got trapped by Steve's dad or by the American dad's uh, father. I see. And, 
and the episode is about him uh, get escaping and then taking American Dad's kid uh, because he's turned into a little brat and teaching him a lesson. And it's it's kind of a musical too, so you know how a lot of these uh, Disney Christmas movies and stuff. They, so was they it scary or was musical it musical? Was it like a little sidetrack to the story, or was it scary, or or was it the main? I wouldn't say it's that scary. It's just kind of deep about um, our culture and where it's at as far as you know, lack of discipline and spoiled children and things like that. I see. So I mean, if you haven't seen the Krampus movie. And you haven't, Ace. You didn't. You didn't see the Krampus movie. It's a great movie. I mean, I, it's a great I'm movie. Familiar with it? That I see, that seems like more of a horror angle, right? Yeah, but it's fun. It's not. A it's not like uh, it's like it's, an eighties, almost like an eighties style mm, creature feature. Uh, almost like a modern version of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Kind of that feel to it. A little bit, mm-hmm. you know, kind of it's family. It's definitely a family movie, um, but it's, it's got like the scary character of Krampus, right? So these kids, um, I guess what Krampus does is if you've been bad, a little bell with Krampus's name shows up at the doorstep and on Christmas, he comes through and delivers his wrath to bad children and people who've lost faith in the idea in the spirit of Christmas. So, um, I have a question. Yeah. So in, in this movie, does he beat kids with his branch of birch? Uh, you know what we, we see that's part part of the legend and, and the video that I took at, at, um, season screamings yeah there was there was a krampus and he did have a branch of birch that he used to whack the, the i'm sure it's in the movie i'm sure it's in the movie but you know what okay. it was i saw when it first came out which was definitely five years ago probably uh mm-hmm. it's a rough guest wild wild guess but um what i liked about the movie is that in in the movie the krampus movie the theatrical uh hollywood version Krampus actually traps people in snow globes. Okay. So people start to realize their family members are gone and they're in a snow globe trying to get out, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't, I don't think that's from the folklore though. That's from the movie, right? Yeah, that's the movie, but I like okay. the angle. Okay. So what people discover at the end of the movie is that, you just have to have faith in the spirit of Christmas. So the idea of giving and coming together, you know, with family and friends, and that's really what Krampus comes down on you hard for is if you're being a Grinch, you know, and you don't care about Christmas. You don't have the spirit of Christmas. You don't have the spirit of Christmas. So yeah, he comes through and takes care of that. But yeah, I see the thing about stealing their toys, smacking them with a birch rod, tying them in a sack, <laughs> throwing them into the river. But the story of Kramp- story of Krampus, where's Krampus from? Is he? Uh, uh, well, Scandinavian countries. Is he? Let me see. Krampus origin. Yeah. Origin country. Let me see what it says. We hope you guys uh, like this, like uh, unplanned banter. 
between us. Yeah, definitely looks like a German, German story. It's a German story. Yeah. Well, there's another one. So aside, uh, in parts of Germany and in some Pennsylvania Dutch communities, there's another character that comes down with sort of on the dark side of, of the holiday and it's Bielschnick. And, uh, he's a man covered head to toe with dark furs and he has a shoe full of candy that he throws into kids' rooms, I guess. He's like Krampus. Uh, he'll put his foot down if the kids have been naughty, but they'll wake up to a shoe full of coal or switches, not electrical switches. They're probably talking about those branches. Um, you want to hear a twist? And sometimes 19th century men would dress up like this, this Bielschnick and uh, prowl around the city and practice what was known as Bielschnicking which is basically uh, largely forgotten in favor of St. Nick. So, so it was a, there was a time in Germany when this was the main event. This, this, character, this character was, Bielschnick was, was what it was about, and then Santa came along. What was the do you twist? Know how, do you know who else is German? I know a lot of Germans. St. Nicholas, Santa Claus is German. Yeah, that's what they're saying in favor of Saint Nick. So it's like all these characters, all this whole like Santa Claus legend seems to have come from Germany. And I think in the United States, it wasn't even big until, what was it? They say Macy's started to use the image of Santa and Mm Coca-Cola and as a way to promote um, holiday shopping sales, sales results, you know, for for people buying stuff. What did people do before? Was it just like all about... Uh, Bible stories and stuff? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. For me, it was always about Santa Claus. Yeah. Bringing us bring stuff. Yep, me too. It was about Santa so, Claus. So it's basically a marketing gimmick. Yeah. I still like the Coca-Cola Santa. I haven't even seen a can of Coca-Cola with the Santa this year. I got to get it's one always, because all Christmas Eve. Ger- all these damn Germans. This is the Christmas. this whole thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a quarter German too. Are you? Yeah, I think I have yeah. some German too. Uh but yeah, the um Christmas definitely on the on the eve of Christmas Eve as we do this show. Um you know what by saying that that means that I need to put this thing out within the next two hours, otherwise this is the Christmas Eve show. Let's change that. This is the Christmas Eve show. Um okay. So Krampus, yeah, and then there's some other ones. Ace, tell us about that. Uh, you found the cr- the most disturbing of all had to do with a, a feline, some kind of cat. Yes, the Yule cat of Iceland. Let's see. This th- I'm I pulled it up. I'm looking on my computer, and let me tell you something, man. This Dola. this feline is like a scraggly ass street cat that you would see behind a dumpster in New York City. It says the Yule Cat is is a huge and vicious cat who lurks about the snowy countryside during Christmas time, aka Yule, and eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear <laughs> before Christmas Eve. The Yule lads are the sons of how do you say that? Gryla and Yeah, Gryla. And what's the other one? Lapol Lapol? I don't know how you say that one. Lepa Louis? <laughs> Lepa Louis? No. Gryla. Well, we didn't get into Gryla. Gryla is, uh, ooh, these are nasty. These things look like trolls. 
They totally yeah, I think li- they are trolls. That's what I remember. Okay, yeah. They it says it lives in a mountain cave, but comes out each okay. year to plague bad kids during Christmas. During the 18th century, Girla was such a terrifying figure. Her, mytholo- her mytholo- mythology at the time included eating bad children, not just scaring them, that a public degree banned the use of Gryla to strike terror into the hearts of poorly behaved children. So the city got involved and they're like, these little bitches need to be scared into behaving. So they, they totally embrace the Girla thing. She's also the mother of Yule Lads, 13 mischievous characters with names like Door Slammer and Sausage Swiper. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Eric's nickname. That sounds like West Hollywood. Was it, like, wasn't uh, there a sausage swiper in West Hollywood? Handshake. <laughs> I've never heard, you know, in Hillcrest in San Diego, there could be a sausage swiper out there, but you never know. Probably, the door slammer. Probably more than one. <laughs> and, uh, well, the cat's name is, I say the nickname is Jola or Yola. That's the, the nickname for it. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it. If there are any sausage swipers out there listening in the communities we mentioned, we're happy for you. Oh, I forgot. They, there's somewhere they said what um, what kind of cat the cat was, but I, I forgot. It was a... Um, there's the dead more... God, I wish I could say it like Lana said it. It's a Sol- Slavic equivalent of Santa Claus. Grandfather Frost. Dead Mor- Morzala. Just doesn't sound as good without the right accent. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. We need somebody from Iceland on the show. Do you handle anyone from Iceland? Uh, no, I don't have any current Icelandic friends on my Rolodex. Uh, I know, I don't know her personally, or uh, that girl from Iceland that everybody loved in the nineties. Oh, Bjork. Bjork. She's a nice. We should get her on the show. We should get her on the show. You know who else I'd rather have on the show than Bjork? Sorry, Bjork. Is, um, oh, this guy. He's in the movie uh, Vanilla Sky at the very end. Uh And it's the, it's a band and they're like very popular. Well, they have a, they have a good following, but everything they do is um, real spaced out kind of a thing. Trying to think of their name. I'm going to play their song at the end of the show. Some Icelandic. Music. They're very popular. It's, uh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yes. But do they have a song about Yola? Yola? Who's Yola? That's the cat's name. Oh, Yola, Yola. I bet they That's do. I bet they do, man. They should. Every good Icelandic band has to have a song. about <laughs> Yola. I know. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to search it. I hate that. I can't okay. remember this name of this band. It's going to bother you guys listening. Um, okay. Song at end of Vanilla Sky. That's how you search for it, you guys. Did you see Vanilla Sky? Oh, I haven't. I've heard it's good. Oh, you dude. Like it? Yeah. I really like that movie. It's Tom that Cruise. A That's a Cameron Crowe movie, right? Uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Penelope Cruz and 
um, oh, the girl that was in um, something about Mary. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. She's in. I it think too. I've seen. I think I've seen a little bit of it. Oh, Sigur I Ross. I think I've seen the whole movie. Sigur Ross. That's. Oh, that's right there on my phone. Yeah. You want to hear a little Sigur Ross real quick? We'll play it for the. We'll play it for the peeps. I think this sure. can work. All right. Are you still there, Ace? Yeah. Try and follow the words. Are you singing along, Ace? It sounds like you're singing along. Anyway, I didn't understand any of that. Did you? I couldn't uh, hear it at all. I didn't get any music. Oh, you didn't get that? No. Oh, you know what? Well, it was all on my phone through the Bluetooth, so apparently it. Oh well. Okay. You'll hear it in the you'll hear it in the final production cut. So anyway, yeah, Sigur Ross needs to do a song, man, about that crazy scary uh Christmas cat. I'd be all about it. And the cat's like twenty feet tall too. It's huge. Yeah. It's like it's like dinosaur size. It's like Jurassic cat. You know, and that can't even exist in real life. You know, they say in physics like a beast that big could never exist. Like their like joint that. their joints and stuff would not uh, be able to support their weight. You calling the Icelandic people liars? <laughs> yeah, I am actually. <laughs> I th- I think the Icelandic people are great people. They would never lie about never, the size of a cat. Never ever about a giant cat that eats kids in Christmas time. You know, the biggest cat is the liger. It's a cross between a lion and a tiger. But I guess we were wrong because there's this yule cat, which is like bigger, five times the size. You know, the people who are all into the different, uh, oh, what do they call them? Not the UFO people, the other people. Uh-huh. About the, the animals. People? What do they call them? The different animals. That, Cryptid? Cryptids. Cryptids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like How could that cute? whole crew not know about this cat? Why aren't they looking for him? I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those are, those are some characters, you guys, from uh, other parts of the world, sort of inspiring our holiday here in the United States. And, of course, not to exclude any of our wonderful listeners around the world in different places, like uh, oh, Morocco and Japan and Thailand and France and the UK and Canada. Of course, Canada. We've got listeners in Canada. We love Canada. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, so those are some characters from around the world. Um, but their character, I mentioned somebody, there's a character here in the United States that is, uh, from the, the great, uh, Dr. Seuss and, uh, the Grinch. And that's a very popular movie. Who did, who played the Grinch? That was, uh, that was, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Boy, I'm just shit with my memory right now. 
I'm so not the pop culture dude. Like I watch a movie and I'm like that guy. Yeah. I remember that guy. Oh, well, I her. mean, it, it helps if I'd seen it. I've seen the Grinch a bunch of times, but I have not seen um, the one. You haven't seen the Jim Carrey version. No, I, uh, that's why I said I've seen the Grinch a bunch of times. Oh, so I'm pretty familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. I ran into some Grinches this month, man. People are on oh, edge. Yeah? I don't know if it was, uh, uh, where was, this? well, money. I, I call it the triangle of anger by my house. Uh, it's right, oh, right off the five by the AM PM. Yeah, I was, uh, I was driving and I pulled out, pulled out of my street onto this other street and, uh, uh, this muscle car was like a Dodge charger or whatever those new version muscle cars are. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this dude just starts flashing his lights and rolls up on me hard. And then I get to the light and I kind of pull over and he gets next to me. And then, I mean, I have to admit, I did say, what, what's your problem? But he said, I said, what's your problem out the window? And he hopped out of his car and he was like yelling in my window, you pulled out in front of me and blah, 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 blah. Brake checked me. And I was like, I didn't do any of that. And I'm like, you're having a bad day, man. Sorry. But uh, yeah, total Grinch, dude, during the holidays. And then at that same AM PM, like four days later, I go there and uh, I go inside to get a Red Bull while I'm filling out my gas tank. And there's some lady there with her toddler, maybe like three, four years old at best. And she's kind of like uh, agitated, I could tell, but I wasn't paying too close attention to her. So I get my Red Bull and there's some other guy in front of me. And the lady takes her kid and she kind of walks out, but she's still talking, talking shit basically as she walks out and the dude in front of me drops his sandwich or candy bar that he was going to buy and he picks it up and then, um, he leaves and then that lady comes back in and she's like, who snatched the ice cream cone out of my kid's hand? <laughs> I'm going to beat someone's ass. Whoever snatched the ice cream cone out of my kid's hand. And I was just like, so I said, I said, yeah, I, was, I said, I said, ma'am, I was just standing here and I didn't see anybody take anything from your, your son. And then she just jumped all up on it. Like, Oh, trying to be a good Samaritan. And she used a racial slur for a pale colored skin person, which I've never heard before in person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was, uh, I was like, and then her, the dude she was with, who might've been the baby daddy, uh, he comes in, probably not. <laughs> he comes in and she's like, I told you to transfer the money into my account. So I was thinking that, you know, I there was stressed out about money and it could have been two ways. One, she could have been like trying to scam a free ice cream cone by like causing a scene, you know, or maybe she did buy that ice cream cone. She probably did because she was saying, I want a refund anyway, but she I just probably just dropped it. So here's the thing. So when I said, I, I didn't see anybody touch your, your child's ice cream, ma'am. And then she's all, well, somebody did. Cause he doesn't have it. And so I looked down and there's the drumstick half open on the little wow. counter behind the ATM terminal where you swipe your card to pay the payment terminal. And I said, Oh, there's the ice cream cone. And then she's like, well, he didn't put it there. And then I said, well, I didn't put it there. And so, yeah, she was just, man, on fire. And she walks outside and uh, I walked outside and then I got called that racial slur for a white person about 15 more times uh, trying to, she was saying something like trying to be a good Samaritan, you blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like, damn, this 
lady's like so pissed off. I actually was going to buy her kid an ice cream cone just to like, you know, she didn't have any money or whatever. It's two bucks. And I thought, you know, I was going to buy that kid an ice cream cone and like make their day. But they were just screaming at me. And then someone else drove by and, and started talking to him. And they started yelling at that guy, the same thing. You know, he must've been pale because he got called uh, oh cracker. That's what it was. You cracker. So yeah, it was a trip, man. I was like, wow, people are so on edge. And then downtown, I was downtown and uh, someone started talking to me. I was downtown for a holiday party. So I was, you know, very festive. I had some colored Christmas lights around my neck and I had a Christmas adult pajamas on that you could maybe, it wasn't a onesie, but you know, it was like Santas and stuff all over it. And, uh, you know, I was having a good time and everybody was into it and, you know, buying me some drinks and saying, Hey man, really cool. And, uh, anyway, someone started a conversation with me and then her friend tried to shut it down. And, uh, and guess what, man, she was a Grinch. I was just like, I don't even know you and you're being mean to me and this and her friend's like yeah i'm sorry my friend's being mean to you and i was just like jesus she sounds worse than the grinch worse than the grinch yeah you're right i was thinking i should have said have a good christmas grinch but you know you're right she's not even as she's worse than a grinch yeah the, the grinch still has a few redeemable qualities this woman didn't have many left not at all i mean i was being way cool i was trying to you know smooth it out you know being nice and, throwing uh, out the racial slurs no she know. didn't do that that wasn't that oh no that not that, that grinch who was it that was grinch number two at the ampm about the ice cream cone grinch number one was in his car grinch number three was downtown i can't in, keep up with all your grinches in little man. italy i know man that's what i'm saying these grinches out there being What's all shitty on? is that down in san diego yeah yeah What's so i just you know diego? what i so i'm like i just need to get some bear spray keep that in my car and you know, stay out of people's way right now. They're just so agitated. So, so agitated out there. <clears throat> oh, but there was another Grinch I ran into. But this actually was the real Grinch. So I was in Balbo Park. Lana and I were walking along looking at Christmas lights. And we see a Grinch peeking out from this archway in the dark. And that could be, a, you know, like, dude could have been a psycho killer you know but we walked towards him and someone else took a picture with him and he was cool we took a picture with him and uh you know what man i turned that smile i turned that frown around and i made that grinch smile i gave him five bucks because it was christmas time and i'm like this dude is out here in the night in the cold he brought this thing full of balloons and he's he's out here being the grinch and i'm like I'm gonna give this guy okay. some dough, you know, like he's yeah, bringing it full of balloons. Was this Pennywise? It kind of looked like a Pennywise situation. I have the picture. I'll send it to you. But anyway, so he, uh, he stopped. He's all, hold on. I have something for you. And then he gave me a Christmas necklace, you know, that lit up and I put that on Lana, but, uh, yeah. So I made that Grinch smile, but it was cool. Wait, I'm like, what? He, he's a homeless guy giving you out necklaces. Yeah. I didn't say he was homeless. He looked just like he's wearing a Grinch costume, man. He looked just like oh, the Grinch. Okay. No, he went there. down there to be the Grinch. It's not like he was like a homeless guy. Oh, this was a real Grinch. This was a, a real Grinch, but he was like by himself down there. There's hardly anyone around. So it's kind of creepy. Like you're walking around on your own by yourself. And then there's this dude in the shadows, you know? 
So anyway, but he, uh, he, he broke, he broke man, because, uh, I gave him five bucks and he got all happy and the Grinch is never happy. So he wasn't the real Grinch, but you saw a real Grinch. We went to the, uh, let's talk about seasons screamings. You show it. Yeah. So, um, well you do it because I've been talking a lot. You go for it. Tell the people what this was about. All right. We went down to season screamings in Pasadena, California. It's at the Pasadena convention center on the 19th. Um, it's open all, it was open all weekend, but we only went there on the 19th. So they did a, some sort of Friday night performance. I think it was maybe like dancing or singing and dancing or something. And then Saturday and Sunday did a regular convention with a, uh, what was the name of the thing? Uh, Wait, who was singing and dancing? Let me look up the name. Well, there was Krampus was there and there was a, there's a, okay, let's jump back to Krampus. There well, they is. Said they, had a, they said they had a performance, whatever the performance. Okay, here it is. It says, um, Poltergeist and Paramore's Christmas Spooktacular. It says, a demonic Yuletide variety show of horrors, combining a fashion show with performances. So is that singing? So it's like a, a I don't know, is it choreography? Okay, it says dancers. So I think it was a fashion show with dancing and music. Uh, so I know that there's a Krampus parade in Los Angeles where mm -hmm. hundreds of people show up dressed as Krampus and they parade through the streets. And it turns out, I guess that same organization, the Krampus parade organization of America, mm -hmm. include uh, limited LTD. They showed up and ACE, did you see them? Were they there when you were there? Uh, I saw at least one of their Krampuses, but I did not see them all get together for the parade. I wasn't sure where it was. I think maybe they did it outside. That's why I missed it. Because you were deep inside. <laughs> I was deep inside that <laughs> bitch. Um, I showed I up. See... We, You know, I get to LA. I'm going to this thing. First of all, this organization that put this on years ago was a different organization. What was it? Scare LA. And they would do scare LA in Pasadena at the Pasadena convention center, which is a small place, Same place. small yeah. place, same place. And then there was some kind of thing and they split off and then midsummer scream became a thing. And scare LA was around LA, scare LA was around and then they kind of dipped out. But anyway, the crew that was doing midsummer scream moved to long beach and it was a much bigger place and they could do a much bigger show. And it was, crowded and super popular and uh so i thought it was there so i'm like driving up from san diego i'm on the 405 to 405 and ace i actually sent you my location and you could have you could have intervened but i think you're concerned for privacy you never opened that link or did you open the link you know i opened the link but i just i looked at like oh he's heading up the what was it, the five or the four hundred five? And I said, "Oh, he'll be here in an hour," and then put it away. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was like, I because you didn't say anything to me, so I like if I thought if you would have looked at it and saw that my target location was yeah. Long Beach, you would have said, "Dude, why are you going to Long Beach?" But, but I anyway. wasn't like fa I wasn't like fact checking your map. I was just <laughs> like I was kind of looking at where you're figuring. I knew what was. I was doing. So anyway, I go all the way yeah. to Long Beach. I get to Long Beach, and when you go to Long Beach on the four hundred five. If you've ever been to California or you're in the area, 
Uh, mm-hmm. You got to like go, you got to go down like surface streets to really get to the coast where the Queen Mary is and the whole downtown Long Beach. So it's not like it's just right off the freeway. So I get over there and I'm seeing, you know, Roscoe's chicken and waffles where Obama dropped in. And I'm like, oh, maybe we'll go there after. And then I don't know how I found out, but I pull, oh, I pulled something up to show my daughter. She's like, what? Halloween and, and Christmas time? What is this? So I went to pull that up. And when I pulled it up to send it to her, I saw it said at the Pasadena Convention Center. And I was like, oh, my God. So I put the map in and it said it was an hour to get over there. And that's when I told you, I'm like, dude, I'm way behind. But as it turns out, there was no traffic. And I got there in about 30 minutes, which was good. 30, yeah, 35 minutes. Yeah, you got minutes. there real quick. I thought you were going to be like an hour. Yeah, because the 710 goes dead head straight out of Long Beach is where it starts and it ends in Pasadena. So it was a free, like direct shot freeway the whole time. Anyway, I got there. And then I think Ace, you were super hungry, man. And like, like I... I had, I was in a bad mood and I wanted food. And so then I picked you up and we went to islands and ate. And then by the time we got to the convention, I had literally 20 minutes to check it all out. And I saw most of it. You did see most of it because there was only like maybe three or four haunts and then a couple displays in the hall of Yuletide spirits. Yeah. I like, you know what? I like how they like played with the words, you know? the holiday spirit of the whole thing, the hall of spirits. Mm. It was cool. But you know what I found is like, I was like, ended up buying some Christmas gifts. It was kind of cool because it was like, if you know people into Halloween and horror stuff, it's like a really great opportunity to get like handmade stuff. You know, a lot of these vendors produce handmade things. Uh, I ended up getting stuff from sex and monsters and they don't, I don't know if they're online. They don't have a good, they don't have an Instagram. They have like a, they have a Tumblr account, I think. But anyway, uh, the artist and author, he put together a cool comic book with Tiki and monsters. And there's uh, some topless characters, which is very popular in these like uh, Tiki bars across the country. You know, you go in there, they have wallpaper and it's the girls in Hawaii and they don't have a top on. So there's some of that going on. But anyway, I got these two cool posters, man. I'm going to give away as Christmas gifts. Actually, I'm going to put one into a, a dirty Santa or whatever. What's that called when you put a gift in and gift exchange? Whatever. Secret Santa? Secret Santa. <laughs> there's a dirty Santa out there too. But this is, yeah, the Secret Santa. I kind of turned the Secret Santa thing into dirty Santa because of these posters I'm going to put in there. But uh, I'm going to give one to my dad. And then I'm going to put one into this like uh, secret Santa thing. So anyway, it was cool. So that was a cool thing. And then you're right. You talked, we were talking earlier about the quality of the haunts. You were impressed, weren't you? Yeah. I was going to ask you if you're a Gremlins fan. Uh, I haven't thought about Gremlins since I saw it. So I don't think I'm a fan. Uh, Okay. I like Gremlins. I like the movie. before you got there, there was the, the star of Gremlins named uh, Zach Galligan. And uh, I saw that was the kid. Inter- Zach is yeah. the kid in the movie. Yeah. I caught an interview with him about an hour long interview and oh, cool. on the main stage, which was pretty cool. Cause uh, you know, I'm a big eighties movie fan, eighties horror uh, puppets, that kind of thing. So we had a lot of stories about working with Gizmo yeah. and Spiel- Spielberg and Phoebe Cates and all that stuff. So, 
that was uh, that was a pretty cool highlight for me. Yeah. What I liked yeah. is the Christmas overlay, like the haunts. We went into the mm-hmm. haunts. There's a, there was a big giant gingerbread house and a gingerbread man that was evil and a bunch of other characters, which I thought that was really cool. And then um, some of the other ones had like uh, Frost and yeah. like Scary Santa in there and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool, man. That I, I didn't anticipate that. I thought this was, I thought this was Halloween in December. And I wasn't on board with it, honestly. I'm like, uh, you told me about it. And I'm like, really? Okay, I guess I'll go check it out. So um, I was thinking, I'm you know, just, Halloween. I'm just hungry for content on Creepy F because there's not a lot of spooky stuff going on right now. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Uh, Halloween was seven weeks ago, you guys. And it's Christmas time now. So I was kind of like, eh. But um, when I got there, and then I got to see that it was like, it was Christmas, but if Christmas went scary. And I think that this is a possible beginning of something new. And that something new is scary stuff at Christmas. Well, I guess it's not new because in the UK, we were talking about the scary stories. They do ghost stories at Christmas time, but to... I just can see somebody doing like a Christmas display in front of their house and making it scary. And then if it mm-hmm. picks up and it keeps going and gets steam and 10 years from now, not only do we go in the summertime to check out what's happening in October, but what happens on Halloween keeps going for two more months. And we have two That's months true. of, First, in the beginning, it's scary horror, and then it morphs around Thanksgiving time into the Christmas thing. What do you think of that? Well, I think it could really work, and the reason behind that is the, uh, you know, the the whole. You haven't seen the movie, but the Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, uh-huh. the entire premise is that the, you know, the basically the king of Halloween Land decides to take over Christmas because he's bored with Halloween. Oh. So he wants to take over a new holiday. So he kidnapped they send some people to kidnap Santa Claus. And well, you know what else a, he took over? He took over the haunted yeah. mansion at Disneyland. Did, <laughs> did you know that? A lot of stuff. No, he took over. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. For Disney people, this is the moment in the show you've been waiting for. Uh, I'm going to do a poll and Ace is going to do a poll just to get the sentiment of our audience. But if you go to Disneyland in October, you're not going to go through the haunted mansion as it normally is presented throughout the year. What you're going to get is the Jack Skelton nightmare before Christmas overlay. I mean, it's elaborate. The whole house gets candles around it and big Christmas reefs. And there's Jack Skelton and, and his girlfriend or wife or mistress or whoever that girl is the skinny one with the black hair uh purple face you know what i'm talking about um sally, uh, sally. yes mm-hmm. sally um so you go through the haunted mansion and even the music is different it's the voice from the movie the the nightmare before christmas the gift shop even is full of nightmare before christmas stuff and it's not like this is new this has been going on for like 15 years like shortly after nightmare before christmas came out they started doing this at Disneyland. And my beef with it is 
if you pay to go to Disneyland and it's October, Halloween time, people, and you go to see the Haunted Mansion, you get this Christmas thing. And I'm, I just don't like it. If I had an annual pass and I was going to Disneyland 10 times a year, I'd be like, okay, something new, cool. But, you know, if you just go to Disneyland once every five, seven, 10 years and you want to see the Haunted Mansion and you're there at Halloween time and then you get this Christmas dog flying around and these Christmas shit everywhere, you know what I mean? Well, when you first told me that, I thought you were crazy. But then you said that it they put the Christmas stuff before Halloween, and I was 100% on board with it. Yeah. That, that's not right. I am I mean, so okay with the idea of the Haunted Mansion switching over to the Jack Skelton stuff in November. Yeah, but, after Thanksgiving. That's when they should do it. Well, I'm as long as it's post-Halloween, I'm okay with that. Because then you get to go to the haunted, like I think of going to the haunted mansion on Halloween as like the best night of the year to go see the haunted mansion. Yeah. So if it's after Halloween, but here's the thing, the haunted mansion closes down for like six weeks. I think it's closed all through September because it takes so long for them to convert everything over because they've gone so like crazy with it all. So they would have to close it all through November just to open for December. And then they shut it down probably early first week of January. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. I know people love it. I haven't seen the movie. Maybe I should watch the movie. I if I watch the movie, maybe I'll be about it. But just as a yeah, Halloween enthusiast, a- you know, I knew you were on board. Once you heard that mm-hmm. it's October one and there's Christmas all over the haunted mansion, you know, well, it's a great movie. It's one of my all-time favorite cartoons. I even have a poster in here. From oh, me, so that's cool. Hey, what do we? Well, ma- what do you get? What do you ask Santa for this year? What do you want for Christmas? What are you hoping to get oh, tomorrow night? Man. I don't really do much Christmas. I got uh, I got a new snow jacket from my sponsor that I thought was lost at sea because of all the shipping issues and stuff. I was yeah. supposed to get it in in August. So I'm just happy I got that because now I can go uh, mountain climbing and snowboarding and and have uh, a really cool jacket to go to. Ah, I see. Huh. I'm I'm pretty good with that. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm gonna get anything. I don't have much family. So. Yeah. I um, I tend to put a Christmas list together every year, mm-hmm. and I'm over thirty, <laughs> and. Uh, and some people are like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? But here's how it started. It started out as like, I like technical gifts, you know, like I want, if I'm asking for something and someone's trying to buy it for me, if they say, Oh, what are you interested? Oh, I want some of these goggles or this or that, or binocular or whatever. It always comes back with which one, you know, what options tell me what you want. I don't know. I tried to look and there's so many. So I started to do my Christmas list with hot links right to the Amazon page to buy it. And uh, some people have strong beliefs about uh, surprises and not knowing what you're going to get or, or even like uh, sort of putting this, this uh, expectation on the gift, you know, but I think as American kid growing up, uh, 
I didn't have a problem with that. And my family, my mom and my sister always ask me, what do you want? So I typically do this list. There are certain things on the list I never, ever get. Like I have this rifle and there's a knife that can attach to the front of it, like a bayonet knife from, uh, it's called the M9 knife by Ontario Knife Company. That thing has been on the list for seven years. Nobody wants to buy me a knife. <laughs> I'm like, okay, nobody wants what to buy me want? this knife because. What do you need a bayonet for? Exactly. That's what everyone must be saying. It's like, I'm not going to buy a Stephen knife for a rifle. What are you Can talking I about? Restorm Normandy? Um, I'm just going to look at it and snap it on and be thrilled with the fact that it's real and that it can do some damage if somebody broke into my house, but I'm never going to use it. You're right. Had I gotten that knife seven years ago, it would never have been used. It would just be sitting in my drawer. I saw a, uh, an automatic weapon. It was a cartel automatic weapon and it had a a little chainsaw bayonet on the front. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they could carve your ass up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, so this year I didn't do a list. And then my mom's like, where's your list? I'm like, Oh, I'll get you a few things. So I just sent two or three things over. So, uh, I wanted some new headphones. I tried it. You know what kind of gifts I like to put on the list? I like to put gifts. There are things that I haven't bought myself because I'm being like thrifty and trying to use my headphones forever that someone could buy and I would super appreciate. You know what I mean? Like those are the gifts I like to put on the list. Like I'm going to be thrilled if I get anything that I told you I want because these are things that I haven't bought myself and it's so hard as adults, right? Like I think about my sister, I'm like what am I going to what am I going to buy my sister, you know, that she hasn't already bought herself. I think a lot of adults struggle with that. So, um yeah. So, anyway, that's the thing about Santa. But will you be looking for him in the sky tomorrow night? Do you ever do that? You know, the radio, they have a radar and they tell you where he's at. Oh, I have a, a quick story about the convention and it's Christmas related. Oh, let's um, go back to that. I'm Yeah, I'm not really big on Christmas gifts because I don't see that much in my family. So it's it's more of like, well, whatever family members I do see, I'll, I'll pick them something up. So Usually I'll go see my dad and my stepmom and what I buy them every, I buy them the same thing every year, which is a nice bottle of wine and uh, a candle, a scented candle. So I, at the, at the convention, I ran into this place or this company called, what is it called here? It's called Lady Frights Emporium and they, they make scented candles uh, with a Halloween, generally like a spooky theme. And I was talking to them about making a custom creepy AF candle with an original scent. So, um, would it smell like uh, Eric smells when he lets gas go? Is that going to be the scent? <laughs> scary. That's scary. No, this, you said scary. This, this creepy. Would the, that would be, would be creepy, dude. This would be the opposite of that. Dude, you know this how would, creepy that would be? That would be creepy. You walk in, it's like like the candle, and it's like it smells like air. Well, uh, he can contact them on his own to create the Van Leer <laughs> farts. Uh, they did have a they did have a candle called Minion farts based on the what's oh the, really with the mini, with smell the like bananas. But yeah, probably like that. Oh, is this that? Do they fart bananas? Yeah, 
Yeah, they love. Well, they love bananas. I don't know that they okay. fart bananas, but they love bananas and they go crazy <laughs> for them. So okay, so it probably has a banana scent. To it. Yeah, I bet that's what they're doing. So All right, man. Huge. That was a huge highlight for me. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're kind of at the end of this, the end of our hour. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Hanukkah and any, anything else you are celebrating from your culture yeah, and where you are in the world. And uh, we hope it's a good one, you guys. It's all about family and uh, spending time together. So hopefully this year with COVID sort of ramping down. I mean, now people are all scared of the omnivore or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I don't know. It, uh, it's not doing anything different than, than the last one when we, when we were all We were all okay last week. And uh, anyway, CDC Fauci or whatever his name is, is saying it's cool to do Christmas without a mask in your house if you're vaccinated. So, and even if you're not vaccinated, probably right. Ace. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You, I am fully, you are, fully I'm fully healthy, fully healthy. Yep. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Merry Christmas. And uh, uh, we'll do, maybe we'll do a New Year's show. I've got plans on New Year's, but anyway. All right, Ace, I'm going to cut you out so that I can play this Christmas song, okay? I'll, we'll get back to you shortly. All right, you guys. And uh, that was this show. And we're going to leave you with this song. Boom, 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 boom. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me Been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list Santa baby I want a yacht and really that's not a lot been an angel all year Santa baby so hurry down the chimney tonight